If I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning. Actually, no, because I like to sleep in. I Oh, I do have a podcast. I'm on. Oh, sorry. Hey, James Arnold Taylor here. It is the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I always want... It's a podcast, you know, crazy podcast. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my phone's ringing. Listen to that. Okay, I'm going to... I'm. Hang on. You know what? I'm not getting that. It's not for me. I'm not going to answer the phone. I don't normally have the phone in my recording studio when I'm recording a podcast, but my wife and my daughter are away uh, at a place called Dojo Boom, which is a whole other story for a whole other podcast. But this is not for me. This is somebody for my wife and they're calling. And But see, I can't. It's just got to keep ringing until... Okay, there it goes. It went to voicemail. Oh, what? I mean, come on. What are you What are you doing? You podcast from your house? I turned into Hank all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just me in my home studio. But, you know, we all have phones. Although, you know, most people don't have landlines anymore. Look at this. I, the whole podcast, I had a whole idea of how I was going to start it. <laughs> and I'm like Mr. Mom all of a sudden. Hang on. There's some uh, food being on the burner that I got to take off. And the kids are crying and a diaper needs changing and the phone is ringing. That's not true at all, but uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like that, but not really at all. Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. My name is James Arnold Taylor, and this is my podcast. I hope you've been enjoying it. You know, I, I, I've, I've done a, a few of them here now, and I, all these different ideas, and all the characters that are on the show. Um, let's see. We have there's some characters we haven't you haven't met yet. You haven't met my agent. Uh, my agent Franklin and so I I thought I should uh, introduce you to Franklin so why don't we give him that's the other reason why I had the phone in here we're gonna give him a call patch him through so we just dial up Franklin and wait for it oh, he's not picking up come on this takes forever to come. We, we're on a show here I, yeah, uh, who's this? Hello? Hello? Hi, hello? Hello? Who's, who is this? <sighs> hello? This, this isn't Franklin. I'm, I'm calling for Franklin. What? I'm calling for Franklin. Hello? You're, who is this? I, I, I think you dialed the wrong number. I dialed. I think I did because you're certainly not my agent, Franklin. Um, wh- what's your name? What? <laughs> it's it's not a trick question. Uh, what is, what is your name? Hello. Is your name your name is Hello? No, that's Brian. Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. <laughs> um, I was trying to reach uh my agent. And uh, I don't really want to give his number out over the um, air here. Well, we're not on the air, but we're on a po- we're on a podcast. Hey, is it okay if I put your voice on um, the podcast? By the way, Brian, is that you have to say yes or no? Yes or no? No. Do you do you mind if you're on my podcast? No. So that's a yes. No. It's a no. You don't want to be on the podcast. Yes. No. I'm very confused. Yes or no to being on the podcast? Yes or no. That's exactly right. Hello? 
Hello? Okay, I'm I'm assuming you meant yes. Yes. Okay, very good. So you're you're on uh, the James Arnold Taylor podcast, Brian, and I called you. I was trying to call my agent, Franklin, but clearly you're not my agent, Franklin. Um, and so I. Uh, no, Franklin's not here. Oh, oh, so I I wait. So I did dial the right number. Uh, I don't I don't know what number you meant to dial. I, well, as I said, I don't really want to put his number out. I'm, I was trying to call Franklin. No, Franklin's not here. Yeah, okay. we've uh, third base. Oh, we've gotten okay. Um, are you related to Franklin? Yeah. Oh, you? Oh, oh, oh. So I have. Okay, first off, good. I've dialed the right number. And uh, second, um, so now, who are you in relation to Franklin? Well, I'm his son. Oh, you're his son. Yeah. You know, all these years, Franklin's been my agent. He's uh, I, I, he's never really talked about having a son. That's weird. Well, he doesn't talk about you to me either. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, do you? Uh, well, I said so. Uh, James Arnold Taylor, you don't you don't have any idea who I am? No. Should I? Um. Do you play? Oh, well, let me ask you. This. Are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, Star Wars rocks. Okay. Well, go, well, that's great then. So you know Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. What about him? That's me. No way. Yeah, seriously. No. Do, do, do Obi-Wan Kenobi then. Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Force is strong with you, Brian. No, that's rad. Thanks. No, not you. Obi-Wan Kenobi is rad. That guy was good. You, you don't sound like him. Well, that was me. What? Nothing... I like you, McGregor. How how'd you get you, McGregor? There. No, I uh, I do the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi for uh, cartoons and video games and toys and and things and uh, and and I've done him in a movie and uh, for uh, for almost eighteen years I've been the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi. You don't sound like you, McGregor. No, no, I'm not. I'm not you, McGregor. I'm. I'm the other guy that does. So there's so okay. So you and McGregor did him in three movies. Yeah, those are awesome. Obi Wan Kenobi rocks. Yeah, but see, then there's a show called The Clone Wars. Have you ever heard the the, the Clone Wars? I watched those little three minute Clone Wars things, and that was awesome. Yeah, that was the micro series of the Clone Wars, and I was in that. I played Obi Wan Kenobi in that. You and McGregor. No. <laughs> no, I not no. You and McGregor played him in the movies. I played him in. Well, in the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, McGregor played him in the Clone Wars movie. No, I, I would. So you like Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi rocks. Yeah, McGregor is awesome. Okay, <laughs> thank you. You're not you and McGregor. Well, no, but so, okay, so you've seen the, have you seen the Clone Wars TV show? Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi rocks on that too. Oh, well, thank you very much. So that's me. Nah. Yeah. Okay, I think we could do this a long time, but we're not going to. So, yes. Anyways, I do. I do his voice, and then um, have you ever seen? Um, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing from the sounds, but you watch a lot of television. Yeah, I, I got. Uh, yeah, I like. I like. I like the tunes, the tube, the tubey. The tu- the tubey. You did you call the TV the tubey? The tubey. You're like one of those hip hipster dudes that like coins phrases, aren't you? Well, you mean, yeah, yeah. That's, awesome. that's awesome, right? Tubey. I just made that up. That's awesome. Okay. Um, hey, 
Uh, so uh, yeah. So anyway, so I I also did some voices. Uh, I'm I'm the voice. Do you ever play video games? I'm guessing you. I'm guessing you play a lot of video games. Yeah, video games are rock and roll, man. Yeah, the vigs. Vig. I call them viggies. You call them viggies. VG. That video game. I got that one actually. That was pretty good. Right on, dude. You're rock. Yeah. All right. So who are you in video games? I'm I. So I play a character by the name of Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Oh, that game's rad. Thank you. Um, no, I didn't say you're rad. I said that game's rad. Oh well, but see, I do the voice of Ratchet. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay, we're not doing this again. Do, do I mean? So Ratchet is just my regular voice. Don't I sound like Ratchet? No, you know, you, you sound you sound more like that guy from uh, game Final Fantasy, ten, uh, Titus, dude. Titus. 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 Okay. Um, no, well, that's because I'm him as well. No, no. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. No, not you. The game's right. Oh, thanks, I guess. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. What is, what is that? I'm doing a laugh. Oh, the, the Titus laugh. Titus. Titus. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it. No. Okay, would you stop that? Whatever. Hey, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, so that's what I, I'm a voice actor, and uh, your dad, Franklin, is my agent, and I was calling to talk to him because I was going to, because I'm, well, see, I have a podcast. Podcasts are rad. Thank you. Uh, I didn't say yours was. Right, you didn't say mine was, okay. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm doing a podcast. I was going to introduce your dad as a character on the show, and I thought that it would be fun if I called him live and everything and put him on here. But he's not there, and I thought, but then you picked up and were like, hello, 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 and I was like, hello, and you were like, hello, and, and then I didn't know it was really his number. Are you done? <laughs> yes. Um, so anyways, Brian, um, so... Uh, what do you do then? Are you uh, do you are you a student or something? Or do you uh, work or what? Do, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which 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 one or both? Or do you do both then, or one of one or the other? Yeah. Okay. Are you in school? Yeah. Oh, what what are you taking? Communications. <laughs> oh yeah, of course you are. What? Nothing. That's great. Good for you. An education is important. So, um, can you do me a favor and tell your dad that um, that I called then? You don't want to talk to him? Well, yeah, I mean, well, no, I called to talk to him. Well, he's here. What? Yeah, he's right here. Well, <laughs> what? you said when I called and you said he wasn't there and then... Well, I didn't say he was here then. Oh, so he's just come in? No. Wow, you're confusing. Titus. Uh, yeah, I would love to talk to your dad if if he's available and wants to talk and uh, we can uh, start this uh, podcast oh, someday. Hey, Dad. What? Some dude who's on the phone says he thinks he's Obi-Wan Kenobi and talking to you and all. Oh, give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give, give, give me the phone. Get, what? Go. All right. Hello, darling. Franklin. Yes. How are you? I'm, go I'm good. You know, I, I didn't know you had a son. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually like to talk about it. <laughs> Do it. No, I'm kidding. No, he's wonderful. 
I, I, yes, he's a wonderful son. I don't, I, I, I haven't mentioned him to you because he's always been away and in school and now he's back and, you know, so there you go. So is he just on break? What do you mean? Oh, boy, you, boy, you guys take after each other. Nothing. Never mind. Uh, Franklin, I'm doing the podcast and... Oh, it's wonderful. I told you you should do the podcast. Podcasts are big. They're big, and there's a lot of money in the podcast, and there's a lot of people in the podcast, and there's a lot going on in the podcast. Frank, Franklin, I'm not doing the podcast to make a bunch of money and to do all that. I'm doing it to inspire people and to help people. And boing, 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 boing. Anyways, do the podcast. Get it going. Do the voices. People love the voices. So you got to do the voices. And, and then when you do the voices, but don't, don't do an impression of me. You know, I wouldn't do an impression of you. I mean, that's, I, you're my agent. I'm not going to. Good, because if you did, I couldn't even imagine. I don't even like to hear myself. I, well, you're on the podcast now. I'm with what? You're on the podcast. Ooh, 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 dude. Hello? Franklin? I don't want to say. What? I don't want to be on the I don't want to hear. What? I don't, like to, I, I don't like to hear my own voice. You don't like to hear your own voice? No, it's, I, it always sounds so weird. Well, I, would say, I mean, you know, I think that's pretty common. Most people, when they hear themselves, they, you know, it, it sounds, it sounds weird or different to them. Yeah, I can't, I can't. Just do the podcast. Do you, or did you get the, do you do the, do the voice with the announcer guy? Do the, do, do the voice. You mean this guy? Oh, <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, do the, do the announcer guy. I just did. Oh, 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 oh I tooted. Oh. <laughs> what? I laugh so hard I toot. Okay, I'm 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 really glad you're on the phone then right now. All right, do the do do the Hank guy. Hank Hank guy Hank the uh, engineer Hank. Hello 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 hey, hey, hey James let me check this microphone for you. <laughs> I love that I love Hank. He sounds like he could be my brother. Yeah, you know you sound like you could be uh, my sister. What? Yeah, we sound a little alike. Where you from, Franklin? I'm from Pasadena. Pasadena. You sound like you're from, uh, you know, Jersey, New York, or, say, I don't know, someplace. Yeah, I do, but I'm, in, I'm not. People say I have an accent. I don't have an accent. Whatever, man. All right, James, your microphone's working good. Okay, thank you, Hank. All right, so, Franklin, um, look, I, you're, I know you don't want to hear yourself talking, but you're, you're on the podcast. You're going to be on the podcast. Your son's going to be on the podcast. It's fine, and I, let me, but I do have to get going here. i got to get uh, the show going because we've been going on for almost like 20 minutes here now, and I haven't even done anything on the show yet. I've just been doing voices for your son and for, for you. Do the Obi Smokey Gooby. What? Do the Obi Smokey Gooby. <laughs> Hello there. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, <laughs> I turn it again. All right. Okay, well, thank you. Oh, no, 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 you gotta do one more voice. One more voice. I think you should do, now you haven't done, you did an interview with Obi Shmobi under Kobe um, on the first episode. Yeah, yes, I did. I interviewed Obi-Wan Kenobi on the first episode. Now, you haven't done any other interviews? No. Well, the people show, it, it shows, if, 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 if I'm looking at my notes, and I'm looking on the social medias, and people like that when you do an interview with the other, with the other characters. Okay. So who should I? Well, see, but the, here, here's the problem, Franklin. If I interview, say, Ratchet, Ratchet sounds like me. Yeah, what do you mean? Do Ratchet. I'm, I'm, okay, this is Ratchet right here. Okay, now do you. Okay, and then this is me right here. <gasps> They're amazing. They sound nothing alike. What? You can't tell. That. I mean, that's, that's like, those are two different voices completely. I did nothing to change my voice. Which one was that, Justin? Well, see, that's exactly what I mean. What? Oh, yeah. I, I might as well talk to Brian at this point. Okay, let me get a Brian. Brian, if he's been... Oh, no, 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 Franklin. Frank, oh. Hello. He wants to talk to you. He talk, he talk. He wants to talk to say something. Hello? Yeah. 
Hi, Brian. Hello. Hi. You don't sound like you, McGregor. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. You can you can hang up now. Tell your dad goodbye. Franklin's not here. Oh, whatever. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Let's uh, cue the announcer guy. Man. It's the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Talking to myself. Now here he is, the man with three first names, James Arnold Taylor. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You're welcome, James. I'm going to go now. I always wonder where he goes. Anyways, okay. Um, well, uh, it is James Arnold Taylor's talking to myself. I am a voice actor. I do talk to myself in little padded rooms. And, uh, and now I'm talking to you while I talk to myself. And you're listening and uh, meeting all the characters on the show. So, uh, Brian, that was unexpected. I didn't uh, expect to meet Brian here on the show. People kind of ask me, you know, they go, well, do you play, how do you do this? And when you, when you do these shows and you do the podcast and you map out the voices and you do what you're going to do and you give it a direction, no, I don't do anything like that. I, you know, I know most people have podcasts and they just like, you know, they plan it and they get the guests and they do all that. And, you know, look, I, I, I do some planning uh, as far as guests and stuff, like which segments I'm going to play of interviews. But, you know, for, uh, for the most part, what I do is I turn the microphone on and I just kind of go. And I see what's going to happen. So this is all just improv. This this whole thing is improv. That's why I never really know what's going to happen next, what I'm going to do, who's going to be on the show, uh, or what. So I make it up as I go along. I'm, a, I'm I just I just kind of hear the things in my head. I have the conversations. I hear the other voice, and that voice comes out of my mouth, and then we do it, and that's how I do it. And so this is uh, James Arnold Taylor's talking to myself, and it's fun. So Franklin is a character that I did for many many years when I worked in syndicated radio. Now, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've certainly mentioned it on Jat Drives before. I worked in radio uh, before I worked in uh, voiceover and um, television movies and all that stuff. I worked in radio and I was a DJ and then I was also a morning show producer and I would produce morning shows. And then I worked for a radio syndicator and I would produce comedy bits for the syndicator. And so I would just come up with things. And so Franklin was one of the characters that I came up with and he was on there and he was uh, he was this kind of like Hollywood agent. And uh, so I just decided. And then when I made a, I made a movie called The Comedy Team of Pete and James, which I'm thinking of putting the whole movie out on uh, YouTube. You can see a little trailer of it on my channel. But um, Franklin played my agent in that too. And so it was me talking to me uh, in, in the film as well, which is kind of funny. So Franklin was always just on the phone. But he's just kind of this, you know, this like uh, old uh, New York kind of, you know, Hollywood agent. And I, I, you know, I kind of based him a little off of, um, a little off of Martin Short, you know, when he did that, uh, uh, the attorney in the, in the old Saturday Night Live sketches. No, I don't. No, I don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe. And then he also did a, a character, um, in the movie, The Big Picture. Oh, if you've ever seen The Big Picture, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never seen the movie, The Big Picture, written by Christopher Guest, I believe, and uh, it was his like his first movie, and it was uh, Kevin Bacon, and my friend Gary Kroger was in it, so that puts me one degree away from Kevin Bacon, and because Gary was in the movie with him. That's a funny movie, uh, The Big Picture. It's a great parody of Hollywood. Uh, I recommend it. It was done in the uh, 90s, I believe. Yes. So anyways, um, but Martin Short plays an agent in that. I, I kind of, you know, loosely based it off of that kind of a thing. But uh, but the voice just kind of came out of nowhere. I was just, it's one kind of thing I just did. And then the funny thing is, is Martin Short then later, years later, uh, came up with Jiminy Glick. And, uh, and Jiminy Glick was, 
it's kind of like this, you know. He's kind of a kind of a, kind of similar, kind of ooh, you know. It's the same kind of thing. It was interesting, but uh, just a sheer coincidence. I wasn't copying, um, but so, anyways, I would produce stuff for radio, and Franklin was a character I did on there, and I did uh, many other characters on on that, and I did many bits and comedy bits, comedy bits like fake commercials and stuff. I could I could play you something. I'll play something uh, here. Like we would do these uh, concert spots, so like big concert spots and stuff, and so. Um, Oh, let me, I'll play you this one. It's happening Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. The biggest event of the year. The one you've been waiting for. The one you don't want to miss. It will blow you away. It's... Golf. So, you know, it was fun stuff like that. Just kind of making fun of something, you know, the, the opposite of what you would expect. And, and then I did other ones like that were big concert spots like Def Leppard. In concert with Bread, the band from the 70s. You know, it'd be like, Def Leppard, one night only, in concert with Bread. So it was this, like, kind of, you know, you'd be like, you know, Bon Jovi and Barry Manilow, one night only. Concert spots where I was combining things. It was kind of silly. Um, and then I did uh, other things, um, like, uh, oh, the, um, so, uh, you know, we had to do the emergency broadcast testing things. And so I would do things like this. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will be conducting a test. This is only a test. John's mother sent him to the store to get nine large cans of peaches. John could only carry two cans at a time. How many trips to the store did John have to make? Uh, two. Wrong. Tommy, 12 years old, is three times as old as his brother. How old will Tommy be when he is twice as old as his brother? Uh, Wrong. A fish has a head nine inches long. The tail Uh. is equal to the size of the head plus one half the size of the body. Uh The body is the size of the head plus a tail. Mm. How long is the fish? Huh? Wrong. Oh, come on. This has been a test, which you have failed miserably. This was only a test. Stuff like that. So it was just funny little comedy bits. Maybe I'll play some of them throughout uh, on my uh, on my thing here. And uh, what I'll do is I'll get a bunch of them together and maybe play them on another uh, episode soon. So anyways, uh, this is what I do. I've just, I've sat in little rooms talking to myself for many, many years. And so now I thought, well, I might as well make a podcast out of it and talk to you about things. Hey, um, you know, many of the episodes so far, I've talked about Star Wars. And there's a lot of you that are Ratchet and Clank fans and Final Fantasy fans. So um, I'm going to talk about... Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a ratchet by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. I think I'll talk about Ratchet and Clank. Why? Well, because Ratchet and Clank is a, a, a really wonderful um, franchise that I've been very blessed to be involved with for many years. I think like 16, 17 years I've been involved. I've been the voice of Ratchet. I was not originally the voice of Ratchet. My friend Mikey Kelly was the original voice of Ratchet, and Mikey did a wonderful job. And uh, there is, um, you know, no, uh, God willing, no hard feelings between us. I mean, we've we've done many, many shows and movies together. We were Ninja Turtles together. He was uh, Mikey. Uh, he got typecast. His name is Mikey, and he played Mikey, uh, Michelangelo. And I played Leonardo. And... Um, But uh, Mikey and I are good friends, and he was um, the original voice of Ratchet. So if you play the very first Ratchet and Clank game, it's actually Mikey Kelly's voice. And um, so, and, and, uh, but then um, these things happen sometimes. In Hollywood, you get recast. I've been recast. I've been the voice of many different things and then got recast. There was a show called Randy Cunningham, uh, uh, High School Ninja or Teenage Ninja or something like that. And I was Randy. Uh, for, for several episodes, and then they replaced me. Originally, here's the other thing. Originally, I was Johnny Test, and then the whole production moved to Canada, and they replaced me. And then they decided to bring me back as Johnny, 
And so I was the only one here and the rest of the cast was in Canada. And so the very first, um, like 12 episodes or something like that, I don't know. No, maybe not 12. Well, there were two episodes per, so I'd say 12. So like the first six episodes of Johnny Test, I had to revoice what had been voiced. So I had to voice over somebody else's, like redub it. And so if you watch those first episodes of Johnny Test, um, Johnny's, uh, it's totally different. You know, and he, and he sounds different and I'm talking different. I'm talking slower. I'm not, I'm not doing what I perceived as Johnny because the other person I was, I had to match the lip flap that the other actor had already done. It had already been animated to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very confusing. I know. But so, uh, those first few episodes of Johnny Test, you're watching and go, that's a little different. It, it was because I was, uh, I was matching or I was, I was going over, I was voicing over somebody else's voiceover. And then I created my own Johnny test and, and, you know, and all that, but I had created it before that. And so, so sometimes you get replaced. Sometimes you replace somebody. Sometimes, uh, it all is just a big mess and you get replaced and replaced and they replace and then you come back and then they replace and then, you know, uh, but anyway, so Ratchet and Clank, I have, uh, have done, I think like 17 different titles, you know, where he's had cameos and games and stuff too. So many different Ratchet and Clank games and, uh, I've always enjoyed it. Here's a little fun fact for you. If you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, I met David Kay, the voice of Clank, my sidekick and bestest buddy in the world, I think after the uh, fifth or sixth game that we did. <laughs> we, we, we never met. We never met. You know, all those years of dialogue together that so we never met. That's how it works sometimes in voiceover. And I was um, there. He was finishing up. And I came in and I came in early and uh, we got to meet and we took pictures and stuff. And now since then, we have worked together many, many times on many other things, as well as Ratchet and Clank, the movie and uh, other and games and stuff where we've been in the room together. We've done USO tours together, uh, publicizing Ratchet and Clank. We did a whole uh, publicity tour for Ratchet and Clank. You can see the videos on my YouTube channel. I hope you subscribe to my YouTube channel and check that out um, in the Day in the Life vlogs. David and I now go way back and we are, uh, we became fast friends and he's a wonderful, wonderfully talented guy who just does an amazing job. The first time I heard his voice is clank. I was like, wow, it's so cool. Do you process that at all guys? And they said, no, that's just David being David. So isn't that great? He has that whole, oh, ratchet, oh, ratchet. He's got that, you know, I'm not going to, I can't really. You know, and then you've got Jim Ward is Captain Quark, Capernaus J. Quark. And he's doing all those kind of Ted Knighty kind of things. Okay, Ratchet. You know, I just great. And then, and then you've got Armin Shimmerman. Mm, Ratchet, you and your pathetic little robot. Now, you see, I'm just doing my bad impressions of my friends now, just, uh, just to annoy them. Well, they're not going to listen to this podcast, right? Sure. Anyways, uh, I love working on the Ratchet and Clank games. And uh, TJ Fixman wrote so many of these. And Brian Algiers and uh, and Jeremy. Oh, gosh. All these wonderful people at um, Insomniac Games that uh, have just been fun to work with for all these years. And always had a great time working with all them. People are always asking me, is, is there a new Ratchet and Clank and everything? There's nothing new right now. Here's the deal. For those of you that love the Ratchet and Clank games, many of you didn't go and see the movie. And I, and I go, ah, I get a little frustrated. I go, I go, I go like Franklin. Ooh, and then I toot. No, um, because what happens is if you don't go see the movie, then 
they don't make another one because it doesn't make them any money. And you see these film companies and video game companies, I know it may be hard to believe, they're in it for the money. Yes, they are. Well, you know, they also want to make quality entertainment and stuff, but really they're, they want to make money. So the movie did not do very well, although I thought the Ratchet and Clank movie was very good. I'm going to take a sip of water. Hang on. And, uh, you know, I really I enjoyed the Ratchet and Clank movie. I enjoyed making it. I uh, enjoyed watching it. I uh, I thought everybody was great in it. And, uh, you know, even though they did a lot of uh, stunt casting with celebrities, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Paul Giamatti, Bella Thorne, Rosario Dawson, whom I got to meet when I was in London earlier this year at a con. And uh, we were both doing the con together and I told her, hey, I'm Ratchet. And she was, oh my gosh, she's one of the sweetest, nicest people in the world. And she's such a big fan of voiceover. She gets it, by the way. She gets that voiceover is not easy and that just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you can do voiceover. But guess what? She was fantastic. If you see her in the Ratchet and Clank movie or hear her in the Ratchet and Clank movie, she's just fantastic. She's so good. Um, And so uh, anyways... The movie did not do well because all you people that play the game didn't go and watch it or buy it or any of that or support it. So, I mean, because I will be at cons and I'll be signing autographs. I'll say, oh, uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie, did you like the movie? Oh, I didn't see it. I go, what? So anyways, Ratchet and Clank is a, um, a fun, for those of you that don't know what Ratchet and Clank is, and it's like, wow, you just keep talking about this thing, whatever that is. It is a video game series put out by Insomniac Games. And it has been out for a very long time now. And um, I don't know when, I want to say like 2001 or something, the first one came out. And I've been the voice of the lead character Ratchet for many years. And he's a Lombax. And Lombax is, he's the only Lombax because all the Lombax have disappeared and we don't really know what happened to the Lombax. We don't know what happened to his family of origin or anything. There was uh, some in some of the games there. We had uh, the future game and stuff. And um, and so he's this Lombax and he met uh, his, his best buddy in the world, Clank, who's a little robot. And they go and save the galaxy uh, game after game after game and story after story. And it's very funny. It's uh, family friendly, I think. You know, I mean, some of the some of the titles are kind of double entendres and stuff. I'm not okay. So the way it works for me is I try not to do things where there's cussing or violence or sex and drugs and rock and roll because I have a daughter and I want her to be able to see the stuff I do. And you know, I just I'd rather do stuff that's uh, family friendly, friendly for everybody. So Ratchet and Clank is a, a really fun. Um, kind of uh what what kind of first i don't know i don't know if that i'm so out of it with video games like i like donkey kong and pac-man so what what would you guys call this game i don't know i should have asked brian when i was on the phone with him is it a first person is it a shooter is it a i don't know whatever it's not i mean yeah you do some shooting and killing of uh aliens and bad guys and robots and stuff but it's it's all very tame so ratchet and clank is a fun game i've had fun doing it we usually would record it in uh burbank we recorded it for many years at a studio called Technicolor, and uh, then Technicolor uh, is no longer there, and so then uh, we've recorded it other places since, and the last game we did was the game that went out with the movie, so it was the, the game based on the movie based on the game, which I thought was a very funny uh, thing, and the game did quite well, the movie just did not, so again, uh, if you want more Russian Clank product and movies and things like that, Go tell them how much you love it and, and, and buy it and support it. Because I would love it if they did another Ratchet and Clank game. I love doing Ratchet. Um, he is near and dear to my heart. Why? Well, 
uh, many reasons. One, because he is uh, this character that has struggled with uh, family and, you know, because again, he's, he's an orphan. And I'm not an orphan. I was not adopted, but I do have issues with my family. I never knew uh, my father, and I found this out very late in life. And I related to him much like I relate to Titus in Final Fantasy X in the same way. But also, I think one of the biggest things about Ratchet is he is like all of us. He really wants to do the right thing and be a hero. He wants to be recognized for his work as trying to be a hero. He wants, uh, he wants recognition. He wants all of that. And in it, at his worst, he wants fame and glory and all of that. And at my worst, I want fame and glory and all that as well. And, and you know, and he, and he, he loves his buddy and he's, he's committed to taking care of his friends and stuff and, and all of that. And, you know, and so it's, it's I don't know, there's just uh, one of these things where he's just, now, and he, oh, and he's little. And I'm little and, you know, he kind of gets the short jokes and stuff and kind of like he's unsuspecting to be the hero. And I am unsuspecting to be the hero. But sometimes in my life, I've been the hero. And I think that's wonderful and it's fun. I've never saved the galaxy like Ratchet. Uh, but <laughs> but I really like uh, this little Lombax that could and he can and he does. So Ratchet and Clank is the game. Uh, when we go to record Ratchet and Clank. They, there's always a kind of running joke. Morgan, uh, Gerhardt was, uh, Morgan is uh, the engineer that ran uh, most of the sessions when we would do Ratchet and Clank games. He doesn't now because we do it at a different studio, but at Technicolor, Morgan, uh, who's just a, a dear friend of mine uh, for many, many, many years and worked with him on many, 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 many projects. And um, he would always joke with me and say, okay, do you want a reference file? So now let me explain what that means. So when you go in to do uh, something that you've done before, they will play you a reference file of what you did vocally to, so you can match it. But the joke with Ratchet is, it's my voice. It's just me being me. You know, Ratchet is just, I mean, this is Ratchet, right? I put a little something on with Ratchet, but for the most part, Ratchet is me. So that was always the joke, you know, okay, and they play it anyways. And I get, but I mean, it would always help. It would get me into that space, you know, hey, Clank, you know, so it's just like, Quark, I want to do something important. I want to do something big, Quark, and you're not listening to me at all, are you? So, you know, he's that kind of a thing. And so he's just kind of me amplified and controlled, more controlled. I don't, I don't let his voice go places that I let my voice go. You know, for example, my voice is, um, a little scratchy today and it's and it's um there's uh i've got this tickle in my nose it keeps feeling like i'm gonna sneeze because the weather keeps changing i've been saying this a lot on on my things but the weather has been so crazy the last couple of years where i mean here we are in the fall it is uh today is oh today is november november 1st yesterday was uh halloween and adoption day as we call it around here at the taylor house because my daughter was adopted we adopted her uh got her on uh, adoption day, uh, Halloween, 13 years ago. So anyways, um, but you know, it's the fall and it was 84 degrees out here today. And now it's overcast and cloudy and windy and there's junk blowing in the air. And so it's all, eh. so my allergies are like, oh, and you feel like you're coming down with something, but you're not, you're just, it's just allergies. I, I can't stand it. So anyways, in voicing Ratchet, I would make sure I take all of that stuff out. Now, how do I do that? People, well, how do you do that, James? It's, it takes some concentration. It takes some practice. So 
<clears throat> if I just let my voice go today and I'm just talking to you like this, so this is me just relaxed, okay? So this doesn't sound as much like ratchet. You hear that? Because I'm letting it do all of that. And I'm, I'm letting my voice <clears throat> crack and you can hear the fuzz in there and all of that. If I'm going to do ratchet, then I... I change it up. I make it a little cleaner. I take all of those things away. I don't. So I'm not relaxing when I'm doing it. I'm concentrating more. So I don't sound as much uh, out of control in places vocally. And I control my voice. So this is James's voice more controlled. Does that make sense? Again, if I relax and I'm just talking to you, I will talk right here. And you hear the difference. I mean, you can hear the difference. It's subtle, but you can tell that today I'm a little... Now, on days where there isn't allergies, allergens in the air and I'm not dealing with allergies, I just sound like Ratchet. And so it's just, it's just, hey, Clank, it's just right there and there it is. And that's how it sounds. But on days where it's like this, I have to cover it up a little. So there you go. So there's a little insight into the voice of Ratchet. And... um so now uh, I, I talked about also, you know, David Kay and I meeting after the first, but Jim Ward, who is the voice of Captain Quark, Captain Quark, I love Captain Quark, uh, Jim and I go way back because as I mentioned, I worked in radio for many years and in radio syndication. So did Jim and we worked together at the premier radio networks doing voices and things and uh, because they would need people that could do impressions and stuff. And so Jim was hired as a voice actor because he's a brilliant impersonator and uh, just does wonderful voices. And so he and I uh, go uh, back uh, more than 20 years, I'm guessing. And uh, so, yeah. And then Armin Shimmerman and I uh, first worked together on the first uh, Ratchet and Clank game. But we, and I believe, I want to say we met pretty quickly thereafter. I met and worked with Armin many times before I met and worked with David Kay, which is funny. And Armin is, a, of course, a television actor. You know him from Star Trek and uh, all these wonderful on-camera roles that he's had. And he is a delightful human being, a wonderfully talented actor, a, a uh, Shakespearean-trained actor, performer, stage actor. He is brilliant at what, at his craft. He really is. And this guy comes in and screams at the top of his lungs as um as this just i mean you know this insane insane character of dr nefarious and i always feel so bad for him you know we were in a session the last time we were doing it and when we did the movie and stuff and he's doing we were all in the room together getting to see each other work because normally when you do a video game you are alone so i didn't really mention that that's why david and i never met or anything is because when you voice a video game as opposed to when you voice a TV uh, animated show or a movie animated thing or whatever. Well, animated movies, you're alone a lot. But in animated TV shows, you're together. You're with the rest of the cast. You're uh, Whenever they can, they bring you all in together so you can work off each other. And it helps for if you're ad-libbing or uh, comedy and stuff like that. But for video games, they always track you alone. And I've only done one video game, maybe two. I think only one video game in my life where I have actually been with the other actors. And that was Batman, the Brave and the Bold, the video game. And I was uh, on that. I was Guy Gardner. Hey, Guy Gardner, tough guy. All right. Yeah. And I was Green Arrow. And uh, Diedrich Bader and I, Diedrich was the voice of Batman on that show. And he did a wonderful job. And Andrea Romano, who is uh, just a wonderfully, wonderful person and uh, amazing director, one of the greatest, if not the greatest voice director and uh, casting person uh, in Hollywood uh, thus far. And um, she directed us on that. And she was like, you know what? We're going to do this video game. I want them in the room together. 
and we did it and it was so much fun. But uh, so uh, jumping back, so working with Armin, this man, he goes in and he does that, you know, Dr. Nefarious, you know, and it's, it's like Gilbert Gottfried on helium at 11. You know, he's just pitched up. I just so um, it's it's crazy. And he's so good at it. And they will have him and take after take after take. And I go, I don't know how you're not passed out from screaming like that. So Ratchet and Clank, what a great, uh, great series. What a great honor to work on. So much fun. And I hope that we do more Ratchet and Clank sometime in the future. You never know, folks. Uh, let them know. Again, uh, If you know, if you're on social media, follow uh, Insomniac on Twitter and Instagram and all that and Facebook and wherever they're at and just let them know you love Ratchet and Clank. You hope they do another one sometime. They're uh, right now promoting, of course, their new Spider-Man game with uh, my good buddy Yuri Lowenthal as the voice of Spider-Man. Great stuff there. And Insomniac puts out some great games. So hopefully they'll put another Ratchet and Clank title out at some point because it's so fun and hip. So there you go. You never know. But um, I wanted to talk a bit about Ratchet and Clank. I wanted to share with you some of my stories. You know, people ask, oh, do you have like uh, wonderful stories in the studio? There's so many. We did so many games. Uh, and like I say, working with TJ Fixman, who is the writer of most of the games and was such a, a wonderfully uh, talented guy in that. And he's a wonderfully talented man writing other things now and movies and TV shows and uh, all sorts of stuff. And you can follow him. And I recommend you follow all these people, Armin, uh, David Kay, uh, Jim Ward, TJ Fixman, Brian Algier, uh, Insomniac Games. Follow all of these people, the Ratchet and Clank stuff on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you know, just search for them and you'll find them and you'll see them. And I follow them and you can always go through my following list, although I'm following quite a few people because it's fun to follow them and find out. And then you can find out stuff too. And uh, because, you know, this is how I find out things is I go on, I go on social media because you never know when, as a voice actor, you have so many NDAs, things you can't talk about, non-disclosure agreements and stuff, and you can't talk about it. So that's how I usually find out about, um, that's how I found out about Clone Wars. It was, uh, you know, um, on Twitter. My Twitter exploded and people were, oh my God, Clone Wars is back. I was like, okay, they, they finally told people because I had known about it for, you know, several months since February and they, they announced it in July. But uh, so I will go on Twitter and I'll find out what's going on in the world and what's going on in my world and what's been announced and what hasn't been announced and what I can talk about and what I can't talk about. So, you know, that's what you do as a voice actor that uh, is signed to all these contracts and can't speak about things uh, because you don't you don't want to endanger anything. You really don't want to um, let the cat out of the bag too soon. And of course, you want to keep your job because we all love what we do. Voice actors love what we do. We love being on microphones. Right now, I am sitting here in my home studio talking on a microphone. I love it. I love looking at the microphone. Uh, I'm looking at an Aston microphone right now. Hey, Aston microphones, you guys should consider sponsoring the Jatcast. Uh, everybody listening, you know what? If you're on social media, do me a favor right now. Let's start a little campaign. Go to Aston microphones and say, hey, James Arnold Taylor uses Aston microphones on his podcast. And he talks about you guys all the time because it's a great microphone. I'm using the Aston Origin and tell them you should be a sponsor on the James Arnold Taylor podcast and you can uh, link them to me and everything. You know, they follow me and we follow each other and stuff. But uh, there you go. They'll know because I love their microphones. And I'm not I'm not trying to like get free stuff, although free stuff's nice. I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? I mean, actually, you know, I I'd, I'd do a I do a little commercial for them if they, uh, you know, sent me a mic or two. 
to try out, right? Although I have, I have two Aston microphones and uh, I use one for me and then one for my guests. <laughs> why is that funny? You guys know why that's funny, right? Because I'm all the guests. I do all the voices, but I do have two Aston microphones. Uh, so if you watch um, the Jat show on my channel or the end of Clone Wars Conversations, you'll see the Aston microphones or I did an unboxing of Aston microphones. Um, and so it's the Aston Origin. Why do I like the Aston Origin microphone? I'll tell you why. And this is not sponsored by Aston. I get nothing from them. I'm just telling you because people are always asking me, James, what products do you use? What microphones do you like? What this, that, or the other do you like? I'm telling you, I like Apogee. I like Aston. I like Gefell. I like Neumann, but Neumann's very expensive. Aston is a, a fantastic microphone, all around wonderful microphone, the Origin microphone, for like under $300. I mean, what kind of bargain is that? It is amazing, the technology that they've come up with. I love their, they're a British company, and I love all the Brits. And uh, pip pip cheerio and all that, right? I voice many Brits, Obi-Wan Kenobi being one, Jedi Master Plo Koon, and uh, many others, of course. Uh, a, a good portion of my work is doing old British voices and things like that. So, um, love the Aston microphone. It's, it's like an Aston Martin, which I love Aston Martin cars. Ooh, that's one of my favorite cars in the world. Someday I'd like to own an Aston Martin. I've owned many cool cars in my life. We can talk about that. You know, uh, hey, look at I'm jumping all over the place. So let me just end this uh, little uh, self-made publicity for Aston Microphones. Do yourself a favor. Go to like Sweetwater.com. That's uh, where I go to get stuff. And uh, Sweetwater.com, I get all my gear at Sweetwater. And I love uh, my uh, rep there, Anthony Jenkins. And they're good people. And again, I get nothing for any of this. I'm just telling you because you all ask me. And I bought my uh, two Aston Microphones from them. I bought them full price, all of that. I got my shock mounts and stuff paid for all of that stuff. I buy all this stuff, but, um, but again, if somebody wants to sponsor, I'm happy to uh, take some equipment as payment. So there you go. Anyways, um, the origin mic, and then they have another microphone. Well, they have several microphones. They have a microphone with lasers on it. How cool is that? Anyways, uh, for those of you looking for a good analog mic to plug into your system, Aston origin, I really like it. That's what you're hearing right here. That's what all the voices on the James Arnold Taylor podcast are voiced on Aston microphones. So there you go. Um, but, oh, so I was talking about cars. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was I was uh, at the grocery store and I was being bombarded in the parking lot, trying to walk through the parking lot with all these Teslas. Teslas everywhere. Now I live, you know, in an area and I'm st the grocery store. I go, well, it's the grocery store is not where I live, but it's on my way home. And it's in a very she-she neighborhood. And it's a very she-she uh, grocery store. It's a very high-end, like, organic grocery store, right? And it's called Erwan Market. And it's in uh, Calabasas. And um, and there's a lot of celebrities that are in there. I've seen everybody from Rob Schneider to uh, Mel Gibson and uh, all in between. And I, I, I'm walking through the parking lot and all these Teslas and people are, you know, almost hitting me in their Teslas and stuff. Uh, you know how it is because they, they're, they're nobody's paying attention anymore because they're looking at their phones. Or they're driving Teslas going, isn't this cool? Look at this car. It's so cool. So I don't know where you live or if there's a lot of Teslas, but out here in Los Angeles, there's lots of Teslas. Did you know? Here's a Jat fun fact. Ooh. It's time for a Jat fun fact. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. You're welcome. I didn't even see you just pop in like that. I'm magic. Ooh. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Jat fun fact here. Did you know I was one of the first owners of the Tesla. 
the Tesla Roadster, actually. So, you know, the original Tesla cars were the little two-seater Roadsters that were made on a Lotus uh, frame. And uh, they were the first, some of the first really successful electric cars. And I was one of the first owners. I was number, I was owner. They made 1400 of those cars and I was number 956. How do I know that? Because my car was number 956. And in fact, my license plate was number 956. That's why I got a personalized plate that was NO956. Of course, people thought it was no 956. It's like, no, number. N-O is short for number. So I actually, yes, I owned one of the first Teslas and I designed it and picked out the colors and all of that. And that was back that was back in the days when I made a bunch of money doing voiceover. <laughs> okay. So um no. Uh but uh, I don't I don't have the Tesla anymore. Um I I uh got rid of it. But you know, uh, we were um so we have a we have our daughter. She's uh, thirteen. We were in the process at the time of adopting another daughter, and uh, we were trying to at least, and it didn't end up working out. And that's a sad story for another day. But I thought, you know, being the dad with the two seat sports expensive shishi sports car uh, is probably not the uh, the right thing for a, a family of four. So I traded in my old uh, Tesla Roadster that I just loved for a um a new car i got a mercedes uh, uh, uh not a wagon but a suv and uh, you know people go oh james oh you're bragging about your cars no i'm not i'm talking about the cars look i mean look it's my one vice in my life i don't drink i don't smoke i don't uh go out and spend money on on things i but i do spend a lot of time in my car as a voice actor and so uh that's been my one vice and i lease my cars generally speaking and so uh i i lease uh, mercedes now and I, I i like that mercedes hey mercedes if you want to be a sponsor of my show <laughs> They're like, we don't really need you, James. But I will say this about Mercedes-Benz. Um, I mean, they make fine automobiles. And they, every time I tweet to them on Twitter and stuff, they respond to me. I've had some issues with my car and they were like on it, man. So kudos to Mercedes-Benz because I'm just a lowly voice actor with like, you know, 40,000 followers or whatever. And, and, and there's people, you know, like big celebrities and stuff that, you know, but they still took the time and they really uh, were very kind to me. So thank you, Mercedes. That's very nice. See, this is kind of like the sponsored by show without having any sponsors. I have no sponsors on the show, but if I were to be sponsored, I'd like it to be sponsors that, um, you know, uh, products I use, right? Because that makes sense. So maybe there'll be some sponsors on the show at some point. We're, we, we're talking about that and I think it'd be great. But uh, anyways, I'm not trying to like get you all to buy things. I'm just telling you what I buy and what I use. And, uh, you know, I love Mercedes, uh, Tesla. I don't have, you know, one of the new Teslas. I had the old Tesla. I think there's even pictures of it somewhere online on my Instagram or something way back. But uh, you can see my Tesla Roadster. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful car. But here's the other thing they don't tell you about that. So they go, oh man, you know, you're going to be, uh, uh, you, and I was solar powered at the house. So I would plug in and you're like, hey, it's, you're charging for free. You're, you're spending nothing on fuel because you're char it's an electric car. You're plugging it in. You're solar powered at the house. You're, you're charging your car for free, which is true, except, well, I mean, it's, it ends up being like a buck or two, you know, because of the energy it takes. Um, well, no, because it was solar, but anyways, yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, except for the fact they don't tell you this. The Tesla Roadster, there's like only two tires made in the world that will fit the Tesla Roadster and only one of them is recommended. And every 3,000 miles on the Tesla Roadster, you need to change the back tires out. So every 3,000 miles, I had to change those tires out. And let me tell you something. 
they were not cheap. <laughs> they were they were not cheap. So I was not while I was saving money on gas and electricity, I was spending it well over uh, every few months on tires because I was living in Santa Barbara at the time and driving to LA a couple times a week. And, uh, and that was no picnic because boy, that car is, is like the size of a toaster and nobody sees you on the road. So that was always scary. But also, um, so I was, I was wearing out tires like left and right. So I was always in. And at the time I had my Tesla, uh, they did not have chargers everywhere. And the Tesla Roadster, it takes a different charging thing. And so you had to get an adapter and all of this, but there were no chargers anywhere. So I always had to go to Tesla and charge. And so that was like 90 minutes I would have to hang out. And I got to know everybody there and they were great people. And I was, you know, I was beloved at the Tesla place. They probably don't, I mean, and now I'd walk in there and be like, who are you? We don't care. Uh, Cause it's all new now, but uh, you know, God bless them. They've, uh, they've done very well now. And they've done very well thanks to people like myself buying those first cars. Because let me tell you something as well. That car was not cheap. That was an expensive car. And you're like, James, boy, you're, you know, bragging. or you may- No, I'm not bragging. But at the time I was doing well and I, I, I was like, okay, this is one thing. Because I got to tell you, the first time I saw a Tesla uh, Roadster, I saw it on a TV show and I went, someday I'm going to own one of those. I did some positive imaging. I'm telling you right there. And I was, I owned a uh, Porsche at the time. I've had uh, several Porsches and I love Porsches. I, I love cars. I love sports cars. I love cars. And um, I had uh, a Cayman that I had, oh, I, I picked it all out. I designed it and built it and stuff. And and then it was shipped over. You know, it was like, it was boated over from Germany and stuff. And I loved my Cayman. I had a red Cayman with tan leather interior. See, to me, nothing like tan interior in a car. Ooh, now here I'm going to go off on another tangent. This is just kind of a fun, weird kind of podcast here today, isn't it? Um, I'm having fun. I don't know about you, but I don't get this is a whole new thing over the last couple of years. Have you noticed this? All new cars, dashboards and most of the side and stuff is black or really, really dark brown or dark, dark gray. It's so annoying. I because I have always bought cars that have all tan interior. Why? Because it's bright, it's light, it's it's nice, it feels good to be in a bright open space. I don't like dark. I don't like, uh, it, 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 it depresses me. It makes me sad. And um, all these car companies now are making black. You know why? There's a couple of reasons. One is because so many people lease their cars and so the turnover on them is quick and they just get dirty if they're tan, right? The other reason they're telling me, and, and, and it's true, but eh, I think you should let people decide for themselves. Tan interiors on the dashboard, it reflects more on the um, on the windshield and it makes it harder to see in certain light, you know, where it's reflecting up and you see the reflection of the dashboard on the light, on the uh, windshield. But you know what? It never bugged me. I, I, and I loved my tan interior cars, but now I can't get a tan, all tan interior car. It drives me crazy. Everything's two-tone. Drives me nuts. And I hope it changes back someday. So anyways, there you go. This is, um, I don't know, maybe this is fun for you to hear about, uh, you know, the cars I like. I, I, so what's my dream car? Uh, oh, well, I'll, here's one of my favorite cars in the world. A 1955 Corvette. Oh, man. The red with the white inset at the door on the sides with the little round kind of, the little round fanny and the round front with the lights, the little round. Oh, my gosh. Those are, those are works of art. 
That's why I like cars. I think that they're really works of art. And I'm, I, you know, I'm an artist. I paint and I draw and I love all that. The, the design that goes into cars, although nowadays most cars look the same and it really bums me out. Doesn't it? I mean, look, I mean, all these car companies, come on guys. I mean, even Mercedes and BMW and we own a Mercedes and we own a BMW and, uh, uh, they, they don't, they all kind of, I mean, Mercedes kind of looks like a Honda. I'm sorry, Mercedes, because I was talking about how much I love you guys, but eh, they don't, there's no style. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with Hondas. Look, I'm not knocking Hondas. I'm just saying, you know, and, and the Hondas and the Mercedes and everything, they all look the same. All sedans look like sedans now. It used to be back in the old days, back in the old days, back in the 90, 80s and, uh, and all, you had these fun, you know, BMW, what a classic look it had, or Mercedes, classic kind of boxy thing. And now that none of them are like that. And, and I think it's all, well, aerodynamics and fuel efficiency and okay, yeah, whatever. But you know what? Give me a car that looks really cool and unique. That's what I like. And what's with the colors nowadays too? You go to buy a car and it's, it's black, it's white, it's silver, and then some weird form of blue and some weird form of red. Uh, if you're lucky, if you're lucky. And with black or gray interior, and it's really hard to get tan. These are the things in my life, you know, like James, if these are the problems in your life, really? No, no, these aren't problems. But these are, these are the, like, when I get nitpicky and stuff. And that's why I think it's kind of fun. That's what the podcast is for, right? To kind of talk about things like this. Those things drive me crazy because I liked, uh, I loved, I just, I love the artistry of a, of a beautiful car. So um, my first car was a 66 Mustang. A 1966 Mustang, one of the most beautiful cars ever made. Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca is responsible for the uh, the Mustang. Did you know that? Yeah, he was. And a um, uh, beautiful car it was. Uh, 64 and a half, 65 and 66 are my favorite years of Mustang. And I would love someday to own one of those again. Drink a little water. And I'll tell you this. I will say this, and many of you will uh, agree with me and know what I mean. But my good friend, Tom Wilson, whom I love dearly, one of my best friends in the world who is just, um, dear, he will, uh, he will not like this. Although I'm going to, uh, say I loved this way before, uh, what I'm going to say uh, became the deal with it. But, um, I, I loved the DeLorean before back to the future. I loved the DeLorean. And, uh, so I, I, I gotta say, uh, those cars were just, they were just neat. I just thought they were so unique, so cool. The flip-up doors, the the stainless steel, um, the space age look to them. And you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's great for everybody, you know, that loves Back to the Future because now it's associated with it, and it's great also because now you you can see some of them on the road more now. But it, it, you know, the bummer is, is that it's so associated with that you can't say, oh, I'd like to have a DeLorean because people are, oh, you're a Back to the Future fan. It's like no, not because of Back to the Future, but because I'm a car um, aficionado. Although. From what I hear from everybody, they are, um, woo, they are temperamental and hard to maintain and kind of hunks of junk, but boy, did they look cool. I thought they looked great. Um, some of my other favorite cars, Jaguars, the old Jaguars, but I, you know, Jaguar looks the same as any other car now in the world. They all, all you car companies, you all should be listening to the Jat show. And, uh, because I am telling you, you are all making huge mistakes. All your cars look the same. Why, why bother? You know? It's, it's all just the same old blob. It's like, blah, you know, and then it's a sedan, you know, and blah, SUV. And they're just all so, eh. But back to all, all the old Jaguars, they're beautiful. 
they looked like the uh, Aston Martins, which are uh, Aston Martin still making beautiful cars. But you know, who has a $250,000 lying around to buy one? Oh yeah, sure. Let me get one of those. Give me two. They're small, you know, anyways, sorry if this is a boring conversation uh, for all of you uh, that aren't interested in cars. I don't mean to be, and I'll change the subject now, but I don't know. It was just something that was on my mind. There you go. Um, we should, uh, you know, what we should do is we should take some of your, uh, emails and stuff. Ooh, I like that music. It's time for the, uh, ask Jat segment where we uh, take some of your emails and stuff. And you know that you can, um, you can submit your questions at my website, jamesarnoldtaylor.com. And, uh, well, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yes, James. You want to tell him? I'd be delighted. Oh, nice. If you would like to ask Jad a question on the podcast, simply go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com, click on the Jad Show in the upper right-hand corner of the home screen, then go down and choose a topic, Jadcast, fill out all the information, and presto. Oh, I like presto. Thank you. So, yeah, um, go ahead and uh, send me your questions and stuff, and we'll answer them here. We are going to do uh, phone calls and stuff there now, but, you know, I'll tell you, honestly, the thing is, is I'm recording all these podcasts right now, and the podcast hasn't even come out. I just today submitted episode one to iTunes and stuff, and so we're waiting. And so that's why, if you've been listening for a while and you're like, when is he going to start taking calls? All of the ones that you've been hearing thus far were recorded before I uh, did all of the live phone call stuff. There you go. So anyways, I got all that coming up here soon. Here, here we go. Let's take a look. Let's go Let's go in the way, way back machine here. Oh man, I've got so many, tons of emails in here. Um, I'm wondering if you're planning on it. Okay. This one is from Peter Witherow. Witherow. Withrow. Withrow? Withrow. Peter, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. That's kind of my thing, isn't it? I'm always apologizing for mispronouncing. It looks like Withrow. Or with a row uh, from Pennsylvania, to be exact. Hi, James. I was wondering if you ever plan on writing an autobiography. I would absolutely love to read it, and I am sure so many others would as well. You've been in the business a long time, and you've voiced so many interesting characters, as well as met fascinating people. You're right, Peter, I have. I'm sure you have countless stories. You're right, Peter, I do. Plus, I would be interested to hear about how your faith played a part in your life and career. Well, that's true as well. Anyways, just thought I'd ask. Keep up the great work. Your fan, Peter. Well, that's nice, Peter. Thank you so much. You know, I do have... I've, I've started writing uh, my autobiography a couple different ways, a couple different times. And uh, still, you know, you sit on things. I, so I wrote my book, Jat 365, many years ago. And I wrote the follow-up book uh, kind of immediately thereafter, most of it. Not all of it, because it's still unfinished. And I, I never have put it out yet. Um, and it was a, a companion piece, but uh, I need to finish it and put it out. Um, but And I was also at the time starting to write my autobiography. Why? Well, because I've had some very strange, interesting, weird things happen to me within the last eight years of my life. Finding out some very interesting things about myself and my life and who I am and where I come from and all of that. And it's like a TV movie. It really is. Or a movie movie. So I've been working on it. And I've even considered writing it as a screenplay uh, to uh, make a movie out of it at some point. Of course, I'd have to get somebody to play the young James Arnold Taylor. Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? If you're listening now, you're one of those young folks that does voices and looks uh, like me. You know, maybe you could play the young James Arnold Taylor in the movie if I ever make it. (laughs) First, I need to get a lot of money to make movies and stop buying fancy sports cars. No. Okay. So, um... 
Yes, I uh, I do have many interesting stories and uh, things that I would tell in an autobiography, Peter. So I, I have been writing it. I have uh, some interesting things about that. And hopefully uh, we'll do that sometime soon in the next year or two. We'll get that out there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 49 right now. So, you know, in my 50s, I guess that would be the time to start thinking about it. But, uh, you know, the other thing is, is uh, uh, most of the world of Hollywood does not care who I am or about me or anything. So it would probably be self-published and it would just be for all of you wonderful, 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 dear people to me that follow my career and have bought my book, Jat365, and have subscribed to my channels and, uh, you know, my my podcast, my YouTube channel, my social media and all of that. So, um, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. It is an interest. It's a very interesting story. I can say that even though it's my life because I look back on it and go, wow, that is wild. There's some twists and turns in this life of mine that, We'll just blow you away. So anyways, thank you, Peter. Uh, I appreciate that. Okay, the next one is from Ryan Chin Hing. Ryan Chin Hing from the United States. Uh, And uh, there's a hyphen there, Chin and then Hing. Uh, So hi, Ryan. You ask a question. This is really interesting. And the reason why I'm reading this one, Ryan, and Ryan wrote this a a long time ago. A lot of these emails were written a long time ago. And I I answer wherever I can uh, with personal emails and stuff. I find that a lot of people don't respond back to me. So if you're listening and I have sent you a a response to one of your emails, uh, let me know. Because the funny thing is, is I, I reply to emails and then I never get anything back from anybody. And I wonder, did it just go to their junk file or something? It's and and people will be like, oh my gosh, I had a I got a response from James Arnold Taylor. I'm looking at all these ones I've responded to, and I, I would take my time and write these really lovely, and nobody ever responds back to me. So I always feel it's kind of weird, and it makes me wonder if maybe people don't uh, get my responses. But anyways, okay, Ryan Chinhing asks, uh, being a celebrity, do you find it difficult to keep political opinions to yourself? I know many celebrities keep their stances on politics, religion, and almost any other world problem very very private, so as not to alienate any of their fans. Uh, looking forward to more videos on your chat channel. Sincerely, Ryan. You know, the reason why I bring this up is because I was actually thinking about this today because uh, I do keep it all to myself um, because my job is to entertain you. My job is to not uh, give you all a bunch of my opinions on things. And now you could say, well, James, you talk about your Christianity a lot on here. That's true. It's part of, uh, who I am as a person and it bleeds into my, um, my love of things that I do and projects I work on and stuff and all of that. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, the whole kind of, the whole point of that is being comfortable enough to talk about that with people, because I think it is important. I I don't, I don't ever want to preach at anybody or tell anybody that, um, you know, they need to do exactly as I do. Although I would love everybody to, but, uh, that's not my job. My job is to entertain. Uh, and as far as politics and all of that stuff goes, it's not my job. And this is, doesn't matter what party the people are on. I really dislike when celebrities do that. I just think it's wrong. I just, I just, I don't, I don't dig it, man, because you know what happens? It gets in the way of my enjoying their performances on their shows or their movies or their music or whatever it is. It just gets in the way of it. Even if I agree with them politically, it gets in the way with uh, it gets in the way of things because it's just like, you know what? I want to think of you as this chameleon that plays characters. I don't want to think of you as this that. Now you again, uh, for some of you that are you know uh, 
not Christian, you could be saying, James, your Christianity does the same thing for me. I wish you'd stop talking about it. To which case I will say this, I'm very sorry if you feel that way. Um, and I truly try to not push it on anybody. It's just, it is something that is just so a part of my life. I, I talk about it, you know? So, um, but I always, I always emphasize that too. So, uh, apologies in that regard. So I'm not perfect in this, Ryan, but uh, I at least try to keep one of the two taboos, uh, religion and politics, out of my podcast and everything else. So there you go. Thanks for that question, Ryan. Okay, next one is from Chaz Gully. I'm guessing it's Chaz. It's C-H-A-S and then Gully. Chaz Gully from the United States. Hi, Chaz. Says, uh, Titus was a character that showed an incredible amount of emotional growth throughout Final Fantasy X. I agree. Did Titus's, Titus's, ooh, that's hard to say, Titus's growth as a character have any impact on you as his character and or were there any other characters you voiced that grew throughout their stories and had an effect on you in doing so? Well, that's a great question. It's very deep. That's good. That's better than, uh... <laughs> Better question than most of the ones I get asked sometimes when I'm interviewed about it. No, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. No, that is a great question. That's a great question, Chaz. Thank you uh, for asking. Yes, Titus and I grew together. Now, when when I did Final Fantasy X, the first game, many years ago, I didn't really know much about, I, well, I really knew nothing about him as a character or where he was going or how the game was going to end or any of that. So, because we did it in um, in order, we really did. We started on page one and ended on the last page. So I felt that I grew with him. I learned about him. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, we had similar issues, father issues and stuff and and all of that. And so uh, I felt as though it was very cathartic. It was very, you know, it was, a, it was one of those experiences that I could grow through emotionally with him. I felt the same with Ratchet. I've even felt the same with Obi-Wan Kenobi to a degree. I've got to tell you, honestly, not so much with Johnny Test, but... Uh, <laughs> But we never had, it's a very special Johnny test. Yeah, that never happened. And that was always a joke. It's like Seinfeld. You're never going to do that. But um, but Obi-Wan Kenobi certainly grew as a character uh, with me. I grew with him and he grew with me. And I felt like we took it to places that, that I, I don't say we meaning me. I mean, we, the, uh, the folks at Clone Wars, took uh, all of those characters to new places. And I felt that um, Titus certainly did that as well. And we've done that through the years with other things that he's been in. And it affects my performance on him now. So absolutely, I think it's a great question. Again, same with Ratchet. There's been growth throughout with Ratchet as well. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's par for the course when you play a character for so many years. I've been so blessed to play these kind of really stellar, wonderful characters for a very long time. Almost 20 years, most of these characters that you all kind of know me as. Be it Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank, or Titus from Final Fantasy. Uh, you know, I've got to play them for uh, so long. And uh, what what a blessing. And so, yes, they do grow with you and you grow with them and you learn from them. And, and hopefully uh, your learning comes through in the characters. And uh, I thank you for that question. And then, okay, so let's uh, let's end with one last... Um Let's end with one last email here. This is from Ben Eastman. And uh, he's from the United States. Hi, Ben. So, you know, this is a really nice one here. Uh, this is um, uh, this is good. I'm just going to I'm just going to read this. I'm just going to read the whole thing here. Hey, James, Ben Eastman here. If you read this email on one of your Ask Jap videos or some other video segment, please include the last name or just say E. Thanks. Okay, Ben E. I recently subscribed to your YouTube channel and have watched 
quite a few of your Day in the Life videos, as well as the various other con panels you've been on and interviews you've been in, both on your channel and not, and have really enjoyed the content. It's been incredibly positive reinforcement and inspiration for me, and I wanted to take a few moments to say thank you. That's very nice. You probably don't hear this often enough, and there are probably a few days where you ask yourself, is all this even worth it? Yes, he says, exclamation point. Yes, it is worth it, exclamation point. You are having a profoundly positive impact on people, even if they don't reach out to you and say so. So let me be one of the few who let you know your efforts are not, in capitals, in vain. Thank you for all you're doing with your JAT 365 videos, your behind-the-scenes vlogs, your JAT channel driving videos, your JAT show interviews, telling your story, building your studio, editing, writing, producing, directing, everything. Thank you for all you do. Take care. God bless. And don't grow weary in doing good. Have a good one, man. Ben Eastman. Ben, that touches my heart to no end. And I, 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 you know, I do actually get a lot of um, emails and comments on my channels and stuff from folks like yourself saying these beautiful, lovely things to me. And it's such a blessing. It's why I do it. And yes, I will say I do sometimes grow weary. You know, all the stuff that I do in social media and everything is is really just my way of saying thank you to all of you. Um, uh, and I, I do it in my free time and uh, and I put it all together with just the, the things that I have and the stuff that I have because I can do it. And so I love doing it and I want to do more of it. I wish I was independently wealthy so I could, if I was, I would just commit my time to doing all of this to encourage all of you because I enjoy it so much. And you writing this and taking the time, it just means the world to me. And all of you that take the time to say thank you to me for what I do here on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, on my social media, in my books and, uh, and in my work, it, it just, it means the world to me because I was just a kid that wanted to make people happy when I was a little kid. You know, and I grew up in a place that was not that happy. I was around a lot of people that weren't very happy. And there was a lot of abuse and a lot of neglect and a lot of sadness and a lot of depression. And and uh, I wanted to make everybody happy and I still do. And so I love making people happy. I love uh, hearing feedback like this. And I love all of you. I really do. I say that on here and I mean it. I pray for all of you. I love all of you because I I want the best for everybody that listens to this show. I want you to know that you can pursue your dreams. You can image positive things in your life. You can get rid of those things in your subconscious that plague you and that make you feel inadequate or make you feel scared or make you feel alone or make you feel uh, like you can't do it. You can. How do I know? Because I've gone through it. I, I go through it. Uh, I'm not completely on the other side of it. I don't think anybody will be in this lifetime, but you know what? So many wonderful changes in my life, so many things, and that's why I have this podcast so I can share with you all of those things. And I try to do that in every episode to say to you, yes, you can. You can change and rebuild your brain and get your thoughts right and be positive and be inspired and do wonderful, ground-shaking, earth-shattering things in your lives. You can, you will, you do. I see what you all do. And I thank you for what you do. And, and let me say this, as I say it on many things, I believe in you, okay? So keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep doing what I do. And we're just gonna have fun. You know, we didn't, uh, I didn't do, uh, I didn't I didn't have a, a get to know Jat segment here with uh, Reggie, don't call, Reginald, don't call me Reggie or anything. But um, I think, you know, we've gone on long enough here. 
I think this is a nice long chat cast. And I think that that was a wonderful way to end it. Uh, ben uh, E and uh, Benny, Benny, Benny and the Jets. No, I'm sorry. Uh, ben Eastman. Thank you. And uh, thank you all for listening to the Jackcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope that, uh, you know, I mean, again, I'm recording this right now before they've all even come out. So I don't know what you're all going to think of all this yet. And I've put a few episodes out that are, uh, you know, really taking chances, putting some things out there, hoping that it inspires you. And so I'm just going to continue doing it because I, I feel led to do it. I feel like it's important to do. And I feel like it's inspiring uh, many of you. And I just want the best for you. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Talking to myself, the Jatcast, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yes, James. Take us out. You got it, my man. Big announcer breath. <gasps> Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is a production of YumiGo Inc. Recorded at Jat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through Backtracks, Digital Juice, Production Tracks, and Partners in Rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking Myself, the podcast, copyright 2018, all rights reserved. You should do voiceover. You think? Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. My friends always said I had a good voice. Bye-bye.